Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. I am your host, Jim Quick of the Quick Brain Podcast. These are brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster, optimize their brain, really live a limitless life. And I'm excited about this topic today. This is a question, actually, we get pretty often in our private Facebook group. So I want to encourage everyone to join that. We have over 140,000 people in that private group alone. Many of you are part of our Quick Brain app. All those links are in our profile on our social media. So make sure you join us. This topic we're going to talk about is how to use light to enhance your memory. Can, can light actually make you smarter? Can it make you stronger? Can it make you improve your sleep? And on the episode today, we are with Dr. Shelley James. She's an international expert on light and well-being. And she's also a trained glass artist and electrician. So she wears many, many hats. Now, our team came across Shelley's recent TEDx talk. And this TEDx talk was amazing. When it came out, it was one of the top three most watched TEDx talks for that month that it was released. And it was called, How Can Space Station Lighting Help Us Here on Earth? And what an interesting title. Shelley, thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, it's a real privilege to be here. I'm a great fan of your work. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to dive into this. When we were talking, I was watching your, your TEDx talk. Multiple team members shared it with me kind of that same week also. So I've been looking forward to this conversation. We talk about light a little bit in our work. We are an indoor speech species, right? You know, and light years away, this, this, you know, where we're affected, our nervous system, our biochemistry, our, our bodies, our, our brain, which is part of our bodies, obviously. You and I, before I get started, you and I share something in common that put us on our paths. It was a traumatic head injury. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could, maybe we could start there. What, what, what happened and where did it lead? Yeah. Uh, so I was zooming around London on my bicycle. I uh, had a very high powered job in branding on and off airplanes. And I, fell off my bike and cracked the helmet. In fact, I fell over, fell off twice in relatively quick succession. I sort of got up and then went off again. And my brain got shaken around in the skull and the blood-brain barrier swelled up and all of the different sensory systems, the different filtering systems between my brain and vision and touch and smell, they were all of those switches sort of on the blink really. So I experienced something a bit like a post-viral syndrome where I was completely unable to filter or process information correctly or appropriately. So even being in a room with people walking past or as this air conditioning system might go off in a minute, those things were almost overwhelming. So I found myself for a, a number of years in a dark room, just retraining those connections, thanks to a neurologist. I and mean, there were various sort of stories about what you could do to support yourself out of this particular kind of trauma. And the one that really resonated with me was a kind of intensive reprogramming time management system, which allowed me to learn how to filter and process that information more, more accurately and in a way that allowed me to survive in the outside world. And so I did. And that's led to me, my fascination with light, really, because that led to a a residency at the eye hospital and and ongoing. So yes, it's in some ways, it was pretty grim. On the other hand, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And so it could have been the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. And it's funny how a disadvantage, I, I tell people that there's 
the word advantage is built into disadvantage mm-hmm. and that adversity can be an advantage, that our struggles could lead to strength. You had extreme, well, amongst other things, I would imagine migraines, headaches, photosensitivity, and then you retrained your the connection between your eye and your brain, much, much like I had to. When I had my traumatic brain injury, I had to rewire my brain to learn, to be able to focus, to be able to, to read and, and such. It's interesting how that those challenges could lead to positive change. And you mentioned that the TED Talk also, nowadays, most people spend more time indoors than even in incarcerated in individuals. Absolutely, yeah. The UN minimum standard for people locked up in prison is one hour a day. And most people spend less than that. And one in five children will not go outside to play today at all. The average old person living in residential care will go out for three minutes per month. So it's we we sort of have this perception that we're doing fine, but actually most of us live in a kind of permanent jet lag, in a kind of permanent orbit, in in disconnect with some of the things that our bodies and brain need. But what's really exciting about working in this field right now is that there are now lighting solutions which can, obviously outside is the best, but there are actually some brilliant lighting solutions coming through now, which allow us to offer our bodies and brains something a bit closer to that natural cycle that we so desperately need. Amazing. I want to go to some of those resources and and research that you've done. Before we do, what's a quick overview on how light is affecting our brain, you know, our memory? We 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 introduced this conversation about how light can improve your memory, but how does how does light affect our brain? If we focus on the memory piece for a moment, I inspired by your work, there is a very simple mnemonic that I've created, which is can do, which I think is the best way to begin thinking about learning anyway, but that the C stands for chronotype, the A stands for activation, the N stands for nocturnal habits, the D stands for your diet, and the O stands for optics. And I can go into each of those in a little bit more detail, but essentially that is each of those represent one way you can think about light. I, I appreciate you. Our audience knows that I, I, I love using mnemonics and acronyms just because a lot of people are listening to this and they're working out or they're cleaning the house or they're driving. And so it helps them to be able to retain a, a little bit more of that. Maybe we could do a, a, like a, a minute or two on, on each of these things just very quickly because I know these are very actionable for, for everyone who's listening. Completely they are. So the first is your chronotype. So you may be an early bird or a, a night owl. But the time of day, particularly the number of hours since you've been awake, will define how able you are to take information in. So one of the first things and one of the ways that we know that you can set your body clock and in fact enhance or reinforce that chronobiology or your, your, the time of day when you're going to be most alert is by create, by giving yourself a blast of bright, cool light a bit like daylight, if you can possibly go outside first thing in the morning, that is going to help you to make the most of your particular chronotype. So that's the first thing is to be aware of your preferred time of learning and make sure that you are setting your body clock up correctly to deliver that optimum sweet spot when you are in flow, as as you say in your book. So that's the C for chronotype. And that could also help with their sleep, right? And help them with their circadian rhythm. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was going to come on to that in the N, which is nocturnal habits. So perhaps I'll just come on to that in a moment. The A is for activation. Now, one of the ways that light actually physically shifts the energy levels in your body, you can see the pupil response, you can see galvanic skin. In fact, I've been demonstrating some systems which allow you to actually watch the brain being activated 
differentially by different types of light. So bright blue cool light tends to activate your your sort of focused, relatively low-level processing. Warmer light tends to activate your creative, collaborative, frontal executive processing. So activation is the second way that you can use light is simply to use light to activate the kind of learning that you want to be involved with. And that can increase when you have that activation, you have increased alertness, uh, which obviously can help with, with learning. Reaction time improves. Working memory, your a number of different psychomotor visual tests, a number of different measures of alertness are boosted by bright, literally activated by bright light. And the time of day when you're exposed to that bright light makes a difference to how activating it is. But the bottom line is that, and in fact, when you when you go outside in bright light, which is at least a thousand times, if not more than times brighter than light indoors, you can see the brain activation shifting. So we can watch that very direct activating quality. So if you're feeling a bit blurry brained, a bit foggy, bright light can activate your attention so that you're ready to take in some new information and and make those connections between different types of information. So one of the other ways that light is activating is that it allows you to associate different types of information. If you create your workspace so that you are able to link bits of information together, then they're going to be easier for you to download and recall as well. Bien. So the aim is for your nocturnal habits. And and you were just talking there, Jim, about the good night's sleep. And and Limitless Book makes some great suggestions about about getting sleep. But but what we know is that a bright blast of light first thing in the morning will let your central pacemaker, the part of your brain that is driving the body clock, it will let it know that it's time to be up and about. Now, that is like a cup of coffee for the brain. It's also, if it's particularly bright light outside, it's like an antidepressant. I mean, it's extraordinary stuff, but it takes about two hours to wear off. So in the afternoon or in the evening, about two hours before bed, we need to take as much of that blue wavelength out as we can. And that includes moving into different sort of learning modes. Maybe it's listening to things, maybe it's writing things down, maybe it's revising by rehearsing things so that the brain, the melatonin has a chance to rise in your body and get you ready to to fall into the deep sleep that you need to rehearse and to consolidate those memories. So we know now that different stages of sleep are equally important in consolidation of memory, but we also know that having even light from a bedside light or a computer on or curtains which don't close, shut out street lights is enough to stop you from falling into that sleep. You increase your risk of heart disease, diabetes, depression. It's extraordinary. And in fact, in Parkinson's, there's been some interesting links between urban pollution or light pollution and prevalence of Parkinson's and depression and some other and some other sort of chronic conditions as well. So that your nocturnal habits, your decision to prioritize your sleep and switch off a couple of hours before and switch to other learning modes or simply allowing your brain to process quietly is going to help you to sleep and consolidate memories too. The other thing that's interesting is that your brain is, light is obviously a very powerful zeitgeber, which is a marker, but also we know that things like food, exercise, social interaction are also real, really important wake-up calls. So you're not turn, if you if you love a midnight snack, you're really not doing your sleep any favors at all. Now you mentioned food, so the, the D was for diet for the can do the D. Yep. So D is for vitamin D, which we know is so important for forming those pathways and consolidating them in a, in a very good stable way. UV UVB light wavelengths, particularly that we get from sun, but from not from most artificial light 
is absolutely critical to allowing you to synthesize the vitamin D that you're in, that you're taking in your diet. So you can take it in, but then the body needs then to have a way to synthesize that into a form that it can use usefully in your brain and in your eyes and in your muscles. You can also think of your diet of light because exposure in the morning affects your ability to sleep at night. So your photic diet and your nutritional diet make both both make a big difference. And then finally the the O and can do. So the O is optics, and that means the way that you are arranging your workspace, particularly with light, to offer your brain a clear hierarchy and very good ordered system for recognizing objects and and learning. So, for example, we can improve reading speed with the quality of light, which I know is, is very dear to all of your hearts. So a good Bright, cool light has been shown to improve acquisition of reading in young people. It's also been shown to improve things like error rates in prescriptions in older people who are trying to read the bottle. So good quality of so the optics, both in terms of the quality of the light, so bright, glare-free, shadow-free, to allow you to acquire information, but also creating a hierarchy so that your brain is not distracted by kind of confusing shadows or strong shadows or odd combinations of, of shapes, which the brain keeps on going back to to try and work out what's going on. So optics will, is, is about creating a visual environment which really supports your ability to focus. I, I love that. So again, everybody just remember can do. So it's uh, the C again is chronotype. The A is activation. The N was the nocturnal habits. The D is vitamin D and potentially our diet of light. And then the O is our optics and how we're organizing the, another O is like organization, how we're organizing our environment to be supportive of that. You mentioned some resources. If, if people aren't able to get indirect sunlight from where they work, are there certain light sources or bulbs that would be not quite as good, but better than what's maybe available in someone's office or school? Absolutely. So this, the field is, is shifting quite fast, but there are a couple of companies and maybe the, the simplest solution would be for me to, if people would like to reach out or I can write a list because there are different. So there are domestic light fittings and then there are sort of more commercial fittings for an office or a school. At the moment, they are working through quite different sort of channels and quite different types of manufacturers. So if people would like to reach out, I'll prepare a list of resources and places to go to have a look. I don't want to endorse necessarily a particular brand because it's so important to me to remain independent, but there are some people who are doing some great work. So I'll share that in a, in a, in a, in a sheet. Absolutely. And we can, we can link to that in our show notes. We'll put it, as always, at jimquick.com forward slash notes. We'll put a link to Shelly's website, to her social media, and then a link to the best way to get those kind of resources if you share with us. We'll post in a link to it for our audience to be able to go deeper with you. Dr. Shelly James, how, how can people stay in touch with you? How can they learn more? Where do you recommend they connect with you? So I have a website and there's a, an invitation to book a call on that. So you'd be, be lovely to hear from any of you to continue the conversation and hear what you heard and, and perhaps see how I can support you. I'm also quite active on LinkedIn. So please reach out there. Those are probably the two, the two best ways, really. So via the website, ageoflightinnovations.com and via my um, LinkedIn, which is Dr. Shelley James. Amazing. I, I would love everybody to share their thoughts, you know, on this conversation and share how you're using light to be smarter. I think light could also make you even stronger physically. We could maybe do a follow-up episode. I know you're doing more research and maybe plan to write a book one day. It's currently, yes, it's currently being edited actually. So yes, it's, uh, I'm aiming to get it out by the end of the year. So yes, absolutely. Wonderful. 
maybe we could have you back also when that's ready. And until then, connect with uh, Dr. Shelley James uh, on her website, uh, on her LinkedIn. Are you on Twitter also? I am. I am. I'm not so active on there, but I'm, de- I'm, on, I'm on all the normal platforms. So please reach out on any of them. Absolutely. And we'll put all the links again at jimquick.com forward slash notes. So please share this episode with your friends, your family, your followers, because that's the best way to pass on information. And I, when we're talking about light, you know, I think this is a timely conversation. I think too many people, metaphorically, they they dim their own light because it's sometimes shining in somebody else's eyes. They, you know, they're afraid. And I think now is the time when we, we need to be our, our brightest to we could inspire other people to to be to do the same. So Shelly, thank you so much for being on our show. That was a real privilege. Thank you. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave a review on Spotify or iTunes or on YouTube. Make sure you share it. And most importantly, please make sure you utilize this. Remember, knowledge by itself is not power. It has the potential to be power. It only comes power when we put it to use. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you in our next episode. Until then, be limitless, everybody. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for one hour. 
uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.